Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 129 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast to recap week four and preview week five of the TCK Pod Listener League. We also cover some additional trade targets that Lucas and I did not cover on yesterday's episode, and we've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Hey listeners, today's a shorter episode, so we're not going to take a break, but if you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast, please give us a like and a follow on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod, on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. You can drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and leave a rate and review. We much appreciate that. Go visit our website, tckpod.com for rankings and articles. And make sure you go and follow and subscribe as well to the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter as well at the Commish FFP. Week five is upon us. Very excited to bring back Chris from the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, my man? Good to have you back on the podcast. How are you? What's going on, dude? Happy to be back, bro. Appreciate it. Good. I uh, am excited to recap week four for the TCK Pod Listener League. Of course, we had uh, you and Alex on a couple weeks ago. Um, Skip last week. Unfortunately, you know we're on we're on uh, either side of of the country here, so we have a tough time with uh, time and stuff like that. But hopefully, this can become kind of a, a more more consistent flow, man. It's always a good time. And um, I want to recap week four and then I want to jump into week five right away. And, and maybe we'll end out the episode with just a couple of uh, trade targets that you might be targeting some guys you're trying to cut loose, maybe some guys you're waiting to see develop. Of course, Lucas and I dropped a bunch of those on yesterday's podcast, but I'd like to uh, also hear from you, of course, as well. So let's dial back here to week four of the TCK Pod Listener League. And per always, I want to start with a big up to the league and the league members. You guys, of course, uh, and just everybody else, including the league. It's been a lot of fun um, and quite competitive, man. And um, I, uh, I know that you guys have your own – obviously, you have your own podcast, but you have also been recapping these episodes as well. Uh, yeah. And I, I hear you constantly saying – it's a competitive league. You know, we talked about it when we recapped the draft a lot that you and I were both kind of getting sniped and all this other shit. But now that the league's moving, yeah. um, you know, thankfully for you guys, you know, you're, you're still undefeated, which we'll get to in a bit, but yeah. all the matches, except for when you fucking smoked me, um, yeah. have been close and every, all yeah. the other matches, like rarely are people getting blown out in this league. So you like to see that it has been very competitive. And before we get into it, man, what are um, maybe some quick takeaways you've had in the, in the first four weeks here of the season? Yeah. So, I mean, just in general, I mean, you know, not to, not to piggyback too much off of what you said uh, to kind of give an original take. Um, but no, you're right. I, everything you just said about the competitive competitiveness of the league is, it's pretty solid. Um, you know, there's only a couple of people at one and three, most of the leagues at two and two. And then, you know, we, I think we, you know, we're, we're four and oh, but it, it's tough because we haven't had a ton of injuries that have hurt us. I and mean, we lost Drew Brees. Um, and we've taken a couple of zeros uh, with DJX, for example, going out, but we've been relatively healthy. So um, I would say that that's probably a lot, 
you know, the bulk of our success for the most part. Um, that's been our biggest takeaway. And then even in my home league, so we talk about this a bit on, on, on the, the Commish Fantasy Football podcast, the one that we host. I don't know how you feel, Sky, but I've been feeling like there's a lot of volatility this year in, in consistency across different players in different positions. I mean, it's tough to like target a specific player who's going to be just consistent every week, obviously outside maybe your top five. But when you start to get into those, uh, you know, flex positions or the RB2s or RB3s, it's like, man, like, I don't know who to play this week. <laughs> Depending, even, even if it's matchup, you know, you call it matchup proof, it sometimes doesn't even matter. It's like, who do, who do we play? It's, it's really, I feel like this year is more volatile than, than most. I totally agree with you. And um, it's been interesting because we saw a real decline in tight ends and tight ends are tough in football, uh, in fantasy football anyway, but we saw a real decline last year. This year, they've really bounced back. I mean, the, the, um, the kind of, you know, fantasy football wide top three uh, for most people are not the top three, yeah, no, right? um, not even in the top five, not top eight. I mean, you know, yeah. Kittle had a buy, so that kind of uh, bummed his stats a little bit, but nonetheless, there's a lot of competition there. And, yeah. you know, I would argue that like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Cooper Cup, Evan Ingram, you know, Patrick Mahomes are kind of the only stalwart legit consistent locks everybody else Kamara Zeke Michael Thomas Julio Jones uh Ertz Kittle Kelsey all these other guys are just not uh you know Rodgers um Lamar Jackson of course is up there now but you know is that gonna remain you know a lot of those guys like you keep I mean you start them they're still studs don't get me wrong but they're not the uh set it and forget it that we saw last year which I just I think it's more fun it's frustrating because (laughs) because you know ADP and your draft your draft statue is is fucking all over the place right now but it it makes it more fun because you really don't know who's gonna show up and the uh you know the couple games that I've lost this year have been when like my studs have completely um blown it uh, yep. you know, but sometimes I have guys come up on, um, come up over the top. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting, man, but I totally agree with you. Totally. Yeah. And, um, with that said, I think it's, uh, been interesting with your team in particular. Um, we've, we've gone over your team already. We don't have to go through everything. Of course, we're going to recite, uh, your lineup in general, but you did lose Drew Brees. You mm-hmm. got, uh, um, did you get negative points from him? Yeah, we got a negative one. <laughs> okay. Was- Weird. We we won that week. I think it was like one twenty five to like one hundred. Uh, the person we played had also a pretty terrible week. But that week we had negative one from Drew Brees, and we put up a zero from Djax. So man, and y'all survived. You know, yeah. like that. That's just kind of the crazy part where uh, you're gonna have guys. You've also had Austin Eckler, who's really bolstered, obviously, as a top three running back for the first yep. half of the or first four weeks of the season. Um, I don't see that continuing uh, moving forward, but you do get Lev Bell back. So let's jump into it, man. Let's recap week four quick, and then we'll get into week five. Um, let's recap everybody else first, and then we'll dive into our two matchups. I'll start with um, I've got a massive Chubb, which, of course, is, <laughs> yeah. is uh, kind of always the uh, Nick Chubb team name. Um, but uh, they get the first win on the season, 123 over the People's Republic, falling just 87 points there, a handful of injuries. Uh, Lucas, of course, you heard him yesterday on the podcast. Uh, Lucas got his third win of the season. He's right on your guys' heels there at 3-1, 138 to 132 over Hyde and Zeke. Really competitive matchup there. Another one, Drew Missick, defending champ, 144 over Pelkey Pelkey, who falls to 1-3, 144 to 131. And, dude, you're getting Odell, 140 over the Prickly Pears, 118. 
And then we get to your matchup, man. Um, you guys were able to get the win over Charlotte regular Nawa, who was the runner up last year. Um, they are now two and two. You guys moved to four and oh, 135 to 104. And looks like a pretty, pretty decent matchup. Of course, Austin Eckler doing his thing. Robert Woods finally comes to life, which is nice. And uh, Greg the leg with a, a nice 13. You like to see that. But um, zero from the Rams defense. Philip Lindsay just six. Julio Jones, nine. Josh Jacobs, 11. And Danny Dimes, uh, 14. But you guys do survive to move to four and oh. Yeah, we, um, you know, w- before this matchup started, we uh, we definitely looked at this one as, you know, a uh, potential L on the schedule only because, uh, you know, Charlotte regular Nawa has a, has a pretty stacked lineup. I mean, he's got Mark Ingram who has been – he's one of those volatile guys, right? I mean, he's been sort of up and down, but if he's up and he has one of those monster weeks, I mean, he looks really nice on paper. Um, you know, he also has a stout, you know, wide receiver core with uh, Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper. So here's the thing, right? Amari Cooper doesn't have that great of a day. Michael Thomas, still not enough compared to, you know, our Robert Woods. Um, and we were just hoping that Mark Andrews would just go to toe-to-toe with Travis Kelsey, which he did. So he put up 13 to Travis Kelsey's 15. Um, you know, we obviously got uh, got pretty stiffed with uh, the, the Rams defense here with zero. I mean, we were watching the game and I'm like, man, like, you know, even with a TD, they still let up 49 points. It's like, you know, that's not going to happen every week. We just uh, we just got lucky that we we're able to come away with the win on that. But uh, yeah, our, our two main players are Robert Woods and Austin uh, Austin Eckler. Um, I actually think uh, maybe if this is a player bias here, but I think Austin Eckler's uh, earned the right to uh, keep keep some of that playing time. So I'd be curious to see how Chargers start using him, uh, you know, with with Melvin Gordon coming back. Obviously, Melvin Gordon's the more talented and bigger back, but I mean, man, Eckler's been pretty dynamite, and he's uh, contributing to their wins in, uh, you know, in, in a positive way. So, I'll, I'll be very curious to see how how they handle that. Absolutely, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into him a little bit when we do the previews because I would like to talk to you about Eckler and sure. Melvin Gordon a little bit. So I'll save it for there. Let's get into my matchup. I moved to two and two. Um, the two losses, well, you guys smoked me opening day. Um, and then the other one was pretty close, but I just came up short, but I, um, put up actually, let me double check here. 140, 144. Okay. I was tied for the, the most points in the league this week. Um, 140 to 116 over nuke took a Duke. We got some pretty stellar team names in this league. <clears throat> um, and I was able to do that with Dak Prescott putting only six points on the board. Sammy Watkins, only six points as well. Marvin Jones, 10, and uh, Tyrell Williams, 12. But I did get uh, 18 from Dalvin Cook, who really saved with a, a touchdown there. But the, the Vikings are absolutely embarrassed and held in check by the Bears. Um, Devontae Adams, before going out, 28 points there. That was huge. I had a ton of trade offers before that week because the hype was, you know, he was going to have a huge week, yeah. which I was also all about. I was super high. He was my number one running back or wide receiver coming in on the season. And yep. I was able to, uh, I was able to keep him, <laughs> although I did have some pretty insane <laughs> trades, but I thought I'd run it out one more week and I'm glad I did, but unfortunately got injured, but 28 points before that. And then um, Pittsburgh's defense, 19 points and Matt Prater, 15 as well. I did have a uh, Jalen Samuels on the bench for 22, but, I don't know who actually would have started him uh, in that game. Yeah. So I did get away with it. Uh, Jared Goff had 24 points. He had 500 yards, but he only put up 24 points somehow um, with, you know, three picks. And that was easily the worst 500-point game, I think, <laughs> possible. Or 500-yard game. Just uh, pretty incredible. Uh, David Johnson, 21, and James Conner with 26. 
Um, Jameis Winston on his bench had 37. Uh, wouldn't have quite been enough to beat me, but that would have made it a little bit closer. So I did get past Nuke took a Duke, 140 to 116. And <clears throat> let's uh, look at the standings here. It's going to shift gears. Boop, boop. And check out the standings. You guys, of course, up at um, up in front, 4-0. Lucas is 3-1. and And then, as you mentioned, the entire rest of the league, for the most part, is 2-2. Two and two. Prickly Pears, Pelky Pelky, and Massive Chub, uh, 1-3. <laughs> um, one thing I want to look at, because I think this is kind of fun, I'm actually going to sort by the um, points for. And... Let's see. So regular Nawa has actually scored the most points in the league and he's in third place. Right. And you guys have, uh, you guys have the second most. So I always find that interesting. I, I um, have yeah. heard over the years that people play in certain leagues where um, it's just based on points yeah. per week. So, so you're not, you still play each other just because you play each other, but yeah. it's not based on record, right? It's based yeah. on the total points. Have you ever played that model or, or how do you feel about that? I think it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, well, actually, in our in my home league, um, this is kind of the way we parse up our podcast. We talk about, you know, our TCK league, but then we also talk about the home league. We actually only do points, so we don't do head-to-head matchups um, for the most part. We do like a sort of side bracket that we just put in $10 into a pool that we sort of keep track of as like another later make money, but our main league is focused strictly on points. So that's actually all we care about. It's, all, it's basically one against everybody else and do your best week-to-week. Do you count um... – do you count uh, bench? No, 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 nothing. Nothing counts except for the players that you play. Uh, but we also play defensive players as well. So that's like another added situation that we uh, we throw into the fire. <laughs> How many IDP players do you have? We have uh, three total and we play two. So we have one bench spot uh, and we carry two defenses and uh, two kickers only playing one each. And that and that's any uh, that's any defensive player, correct? That's correct. Yep, you can pick up any. <laughs> Okay, single QB? Uh, no, so we have a super flex. Uh, it's actually sort of like a, a QB premium league in a sense. Um, we actually do a half point per completion and one oh, point. Nice. Yeah, yeah, half point per completion and one point for every 20. I'm actually trying to start a bit of a movement here uh, to get people to start doing the half point per completion because uh, the way I see it, uh, they show that stat line all the time, right, on uh, – on, uh, you know, NFL, um, you know, highlights or the reels or, or just the stat lines. It's like, you know, completion 10 for 12 in the first quarter. It's like, you know, quarterbacks get judged on this. I think they should get points for it. So, you know, we've, uh, we've done that. And so we have a super flex where we have two QBs um, in that suit. And, and then obviously one in the super flex spot um, with, the, uh, with the QB premium uh, point system. Are you guys PPR? We are PPR. Yep, full PPR. Okay, so uh, really quick, um, and, you know, listeners, sorry to digress here. I just find this is interesting. I always like to hear about different league structures. Um, <clears throat> in the league of record that uh, Curly and Daniel, you know, friends of the podcast and, and helped me with the podcast last year, um, the three of us grew up together in uh, California. We were playing Little League and Pop Warner football and shit together growing up and uh, have been good buddies forever. And we've been in this league of record for a decade, and um, – we actually started with two defenses uh, and point a full point per completion for quarterbacks. Wow, that's awesome. Cool. And I'll, I just have to share this story because you brought it up again. I don't hear of anyone doing it anymore. We got rid of it because it's fucking insane. And your quarterback <laughs> – if your quarterback puts up like 50 points, you're going to lose. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just – I think it's hilarious. But um, <clears throat> the – what the hell year was it? Um, 
Oh man, this is early 2010, 11, maybe fact check me. I'm not sure off top, but uh, Mike Vick um, was with the Eagles and they were playing uh, the Redskins and he had, um, you know, his huge, huge game, uh, four touchdowns plus or whatever. Uh, but we also do bonus scoring. So any touchdown of 40 yards or more is four extra points, 50 yards or more is five extra points. Wow. Um, so we had all the rushing <laughs> as well. Anyway, long story short, Mike Vick ended up putting up 94 uh, <laughs> points in this league by himself. Oh, my God. Because insane. he had – I think he had two – he had two or three passing touchdowns, but each of them were like 70-plus yards. Oh. So I got all the bonus points on that. Plus, oh, he had like good. over 100 yards rushing and two okay. rushing touchdowns. So I got all the bonus points on that, and plus, <laughs> plus all of his completions. So, anyway, yeah. it was the most insane thing I've, I've ever seen. I literally oh, almost broke 100 with one player. With one it was, yeah, it was pretty insane saying but um that's cool man i'm i'm, I'm uh, stoked to see and honestly dude uh next year man if we look into another league or something or maybe we'll have fun with the with the tck pod league and just have have this be kind of a you know a different league every year maybe we change the structure every year you know i I'll think that'd be fun it doesn't. yeah definitely yeah we, we're always trying to experiment different things and yeah we, we always run things by the league before it starts and uh yeah i mean see, see what works if people like it go with it if it doesn't you know change it next year no problem I love it. Cool, man. Let's get into uh, let's get into week five. Let's preview week five. Of course, we got a big game uh, coming up this evening in just a couple hours, um, and uh, we've got the Seahawks and the Rams. So I want to preview week five for the TCK Pod Listener League. And again, I'm going to go through everybody else's before we get into ours. So People's Republic and Nuke took a Duke uh, for People's Republic. They're looking at Wilson tonight, Carlos Hyde, Naheem Hines. That's a good pickup there. Um, Cooper Cup, Will Fuller, George Kittle, Calvin Ridley, who's yet to get going, Geronimo Allison, who might be a might be a steal if he's the one instead of MVS without uh, Devonte. Baltimore defense and Maher on the uh, kicking. Um, I'm looking at the roster. I don't see anybody else. Of course, they have Saquon Barkley, who's fucking maybe going to play this week, which is just <laughs> the most. He's wild. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's got a mankle. It's like a muscle that meets the ankle. It's like, yeah, (laughs) no shit. Totally. Right. Just part of his thigh. Um, Is there uh, anybody, anybody in that matchup that, that gives you the heebie jeebies? Everything else looks pretty good for me. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Nothing, nothing really stands out. Um, Yeah. It looks good. Okay. Nuke took a Duke, Jameis Winston, uh, David Johnson, Connor Beckham, Shepard, Dawson Knox. I like to see that Carson, uh, at the running back and Max. So, dude, the four running backs in this game uh, for Nuke took a Duke, David Johnson, James Conner, Chris Carson, and Marlon Mack. Preseason, that was like four top, yeah. you know, 20, 15 running backs, but not so much now. Carolina defense and Elliott. Um, Goff on the bench. I don't want to play him tonight. And uh, that looks pretty good. A.J. Green is still on his bench, so he's going to boost up a little bit there. So, yeah. looks like a pretty even matchup on this one. Um, let's get into Hyde and Zeke. And uh, Hyde and Zeke's interesting. Didn't you guys have a – you guys had a trade or something with yeah. <laughs> Hyde and Zeke early, didn't you? Did, we talked about it on the first one. Yeah, I think we did. Um, I forget who exactly we were looking for. Was uh, it A.B.? We were, it was A.B. and, uh, and yeah. uh, Lindsay or something, was it? That, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, we had the whole A.B.-Lindsay thing before. This is actually before A.B. went or got caught by the Raiders – uh, so yeah, me and my cousin Eric went back and forth on what we were going to do. And, uh, you know, ultimately <laughs> happy we stood, you know, stood put on, uh, not doing anything with him. It was like, <laughs> worked. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, it worked out. I I, uh, I helped my brother draft a team. He was able, unable to make the draft this year with work, and he called me last minute to help him out. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Any guys like you want to particularly target so I can get your guy? He's like, nope, I trust you. Don't fucking yep. draft Antonio Brown. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And yeah. that was literally the only thing that he said. I was like, all right, deal. Fair enough, and it, it definitely yeah. worked out. So uh, hide and Zeke, and I've got a massive chub. We'll go hide and Zeke first. Rivers, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Boyd. Um, Marquise Brown, Disley, uh, Curtis Samuel, Demarcus Robinson, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, and Matt Gay is the kicker. Nobody on defense. I mean, again, this league's pretty competitive, so there's usually no sleepers on the bench. Right. Everyone generally takes care of that unless there's an injury. And um, Matt Ryan for – I've got a massive chub. Let's see, Matt Ryan, Nick Chubb, of course. Uh, McCoy, Thielen, Fitzgerald, Witten, Cooks, DJ Chark, Titans defense, and Matt Bryant. And uh, nobody on this one either. Although Jamison Crowder might be kind of sneaky um, in the slot, but I don't know mm-hmm. which receiver he would take out. Probably, probably nobody there. Um, let's move on to the next two. Uh, do you have these pulled up in front of you? Yep, I do actually. Do you want to uh, just take these two? Yeah, sure. Turn it over. I, I talk a lot, so yeah. Let me trade uh, over. Why don't you preview uh, Prickly Pears and Lucas Kayser? Yeah, absolutely. So Prickly Pears going down from the top. Uh, Kyla Murray, uh, Zeke. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, Keenan Allen, Godwin, uh, Darren Waller, Mike Williams, Hardman, New Orleans defense, and Mike Nugent. Uh, little little thing on Mike Nugent. Is it Mike Nugent? Yeah, Mike Nugent. Now yep. playing for the now uh, his new team, the New England Patriots. So <laughs> over over in my neck of the woods in New England. Um, I'm not sure how we feel about him just yet. We uh, I was I was driving over here to my house and uh, they were playing a little. Um, kind of like a bit of a promo. I wouldn't call it a promo of Mike Nugent of all the times that he missed kicks. So, oh shit! So the local radio stations all are already over him. So we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, long long time bungle. Uh, <laughs> not not getting it done, dude. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the prickly pears. That's a great pickup, though. Honestly, like a free kicker. Yeah. If he's decent at all, I mean, you know, Steven Guskowski, of course, he went on to IR. We'll we'll uh, follow up with that. He is on IR. Looks to be done for the season. Um, yep. But if if uh, if Nugent can be solid, I mean, he's he's going to be a great pickup. And, again, I know kickers always get laughed at, but, like, if you play kickers um, – if you play in kicker leagues, you might as well have the best ones. I know you guys uh, – we talked about this when we drafted. You guys went with Zerline maybe a round or two earlier than everybody else would have, but you got arguably the best kicker in the league, so why not? You know what I mean? He's a stud. He's like he, puts up, he put up 13 last week. I mean, he's putting up more than some flex spots or most – I would even say more than most flex spots. So – I absolutely agree. I like that lineup. And uh, why don't you give us uh, Lucas's lineup? Yep, Lucas. So we got uh, Carson Wentz. He's got Kamara, Fournette, Mike Evans, Lockett, Ingram, Tate, uh, Julian Edelman, Philadelphia defense, and Justin Tucker. I mean, he's pretty stacked. <laughs> to say the least. Just to be clear, it is Auden Tate, not Golden Tate. Um, oh, he's my got, fault. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, no. You, well, you didn't say Golden Tate. You just said Tate, but I wanted to, to clear no. that up for the listeners who aren't looking no. at the roster. <clears throat> he's got Kenyon Drake on a bye. He's got Dante Pettis, Kareem Hunt waiting. He's got uh, Beasley, Herndon, Matt Stafford, and two open spots on his roster. So uh, Lucas is sitting pretty, of course, uh, yeah. co-host on Wednesdays with us. So, um, you know, Lucas is sitting pretty there and uh let's preview one more before we get into r2 charlotte nawa and drew missick this is actually a rematch of last year's tck pod listener league championship game so this will be interesting so um why don't you take it away nice okay yeah so uh now so we got uh 
Watson uh, at the QB spot. We got Ingram, Gordon. He's playing Melvin Gordon, so that's nice. Um, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Travis Kelsey, DJ Moore. Thompson in the flex spot um, from Washington, playing New England this week. Chicago and Butker uh, as his kicker. Um, on the bench, Peyton Barber. Good move uh, on the bench. <laughs> uh, Walker, Tom Brady, Frank Gore, uh, Williams, and uh, – sorry, Burkhead and Conley uh, on his bench. So, uh, so that's his roster. Um, on the flip side here, Drew Misick uh, at the top, QB. Uh, Jackson, then he's got Gurley and Freeman in the, in the running back spots. Juju Smith-Schuster, Stephen Diggs, Austin Hooper, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, uh, Minnesota's defense, uh, Will Lutz. Uh, in the kicker position, uh, on the bench, he's got Williams, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Henderson, Adrian Peterson, Jimmy Graham, Jones uh, from Buffalo, and uh, Case Keenum uh, as his uh, second uh, excuse me, second quarterback, yeah. Cool, and just to be clear, that's Devonta Freeman in his starting role and Damian Williams on the bench. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Damian Williams are definitely starters in most leagues, as is Jimmy Graham. Um, yeah. Man, this is interesting, actually. Like, Terry McLaurin against the uh, Patriots, I don't like at all. First of all, either. we have yeah. no idea who his fucking quarterback is. So, yeah. And he's kind of hurt. He missed last game. So I would want to get him out for – Maybe Emmanuel Sanders, assuming he plays. I think yeah. Jimmy Graham could actually have a sneak attack good game with Devontae Adams out. Um, and then Devonta Freeman, I just, I'm just i just not about personally. Uh, but I don't know that you could start Damian Williams because I'm not sure that he is uh, – actually, let me be clear. Yeah, Damian Williams, um, that he's uh, healthy either. So I guess he's playing the right guys. It just looks crazy that he's got about three pretty bona fide starters on his bench there. Yeah, I mean, um, is, is just a question on that. Is Emmanuel Sanders good to go? It says that he's healthy. So, yeah, because um, I mean, to be fair, I dropped McLaurin in my other league. We have a short bench, so I can't. You know, I just don't have the capacity to keep him. I actually picked up Cortland Sutton instead. <clears throat> um, yeah, but I, I don't know McLaurin. I like him as a I like him as a receiver, but I I don't like that position right now, especially against New England's defense. I mean. Oh, yeah. Dude, McC <laughs> Terry, Terry, Terry McLaurin is one of those. Terry McLaurin and, like, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are the same guy. Right. They're, they're clearly above the rest in their class, right? Like, it, you know, their age, age range or whatever, rookie, uh, you know. Um, but their quarterback is very, you know, skeptical. Their offensive schemes are terrible. Their fucking teams are <laughs> shitty on yeah. the offense, so it's really rough. But if any of those – <laughs> And they're playing New England, right? But if any of those guys had, you know, a stud quarterback, um, you know, they would be they, – they'd be every week starters. But I, I'm staying away. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, the best I can see as of uh, this morning was just that he's got a quad issue. And really any I, – I think he'll I think he'll play. But the um, any lower body issue or ailment with, uh, you know, receivers, you don't yeah. – you don't really want to play with that. Plus, obviously, he had the torn Achilles last year, which he's been incredible coming off of. But um, I think that was just the general concern. But right now, Emmanuel Sanders is the number 11 PPR receiver. Uh, why don't you get into your matchup here against Dude, You're Getting Odell, and then I will get into mine against Pelkey Pelkey. All right, sounds good. So uh, we'll start with uh, Dude, You're Getting Odell, uh, his, his lineup first. So he's at Aaron Rodgers at uh, the QB spot. Joe Mixon, Wayne Gallman, Hopkins, uh, that's Nuke Hopkins, uh, Robbie Anderson, O.J. Howard, which he actually just traded for because he actually has, uh, uh, excuse me, Hawkinson on the bye week with Detroit. So he traded for O.J. Howard. 
um, <clears throat> has Scantling in the flex spot with Singletary, uh, is playing New England's defense, and then has Sly as his kicker. On the bench is Galladay, uh, again, on a bye week. Metcalf, um, Samuel, uh, Bernard, Hawkinson, again, on a bye. Uh, Moster, Mostar from San Francisco. Um, that's Brown from Tennessee, A.J. Brown from Tennessee, and uh, Darius Geis, obviously, on the IR. So um, that's his position uh, for this week. And then on our side, so we actually went in and picked up Jacoby Brissett because we had Josh Allen on the bench, and he died, metaphorically speaking, uh, against New <laughs> England, maybe emotionally as well. I mean, it seems like New England's doing that to, to quarterbacks nowadays. So, um, so anyways, we had to drop him and go out and pick up a QB, and jo- Jacoby Brissett was surprisingly still available. So we went up and grabbed him, um, playing a pretty – you know, soft KC defense. So I think, um, you know, I'm expecting uh, a good, good game out of Jacoby. So, uh, so we got Brissett, Le'Veon Bell is back. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Philip Lindsay, Austin Eckler um, with the Rams playing tonight with uh, Greg the leg as well. So that's our starting lineup. And then we have DD Westbrook, uh, Golden Tate, who's back. We actually are, you know, we might be flexing him in and out depending on the week. Um, Ty Montgomery as Bell, uh, excuse me, Bell's handcuff. Uh, D-Jax is still out, um, but we're keeping him, obviously. Um, Eric Ebron and uh, Daniel Jones until Drew Brees gets back from RIR. So uh, that's our lineup. Boom, I like it. Yeah, you guys are looking really good. Um, there are a couple players on here that make me a little bit nervous moving forward. Mm. And this is this is when I want to talk about Austin Eckler. Not that, not that like, they're bad or anything. It's just, um, yep. like, I, like I said – and, you know, I, I say this as, as respectfully as possible, but just analyzing it and watching your team over the last four weeks, you guys have been on fire in your 4-0. But I almost see certain players like, um, well, of course, your quarterback streaming thing, you're just going to have to deal with that, unfortunately. But uh, Jacobs, um, Philip Lindsay, and Austin Eckler specifically, um, potentially just kind of trending like neutral at best. Yeah. I don't see any of them going up necessarily, right? I think, like, Austin Eckler clearly has hit his peak unless Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Um, Philip Lindsay, I just think, is going to get overshadowed eventually by Royce Freeman, who's already the equal and the passing downs back, which is fucking crazy. Wild, yeah. Den- Den- Denver's blowing my mind right now, dude. Lucas Lucas is a Broncos <laughs> fan. Yeah, I've been listening. And, of course, of course, he's very sad because they're 0-4, and I don't blame him. Trust me, I'm a Niners fan. I get it, and I went through our, our dark days a few years ago. Um, but fantasy-wise, they're playing pretty well. And it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting to see what they're doing over there. But then again, Josh Jacobs, too, just him getting sick, losing like 10 pounds or whatever. Gruden coming out saying that he's going to get him involved in the passing game. Of course, he doesn't. The right. Raiders offense just not moving the ball as much as you would like to see that happening. Um, of course, you know, Washington uh, and Richard still there, too. So, you know, I don't hate these guys or anything. I'm just I'm looking at your roster for any holes in a 4-0 team. And those are some guys that um, I would potentially either try to move or just, you know, monitor. And if it, things get sketchy, I'd, I'd uh, jump ship before it sinks kind of a thing. Um, anybody on here that you've – and I don't – you know, you don't have to play your cards on the podcast because, again, this is a listener <laughs> league and everybody here is, uh, is in the league. But um, any players that, like, you've considered moving or, or you just haven't yet? I mean, I've got a couple on mine when we get there too. Yeah, no, so we have <laughs> – so we, we actually, you know, we've been sort of in and out of trade, tra- trade talks for the first, you know, three weeks. This past week, we had five trade offers get declined. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so, uh, so clearly guys are thinking, you know, the way you are as well. Um, but we're trying to, you know, we're trying to package guys up with a, like, Robert, like a Robert Woods or, uh, 
you know, honestly, even like a Mark Andrews or, um, you know, some of the guys we have on the bench with Golden Tate coming back who are obviously going to be, you know, surefire, you know, week-to-week plays. Um, but we just, you know, we're trying – we're actually trying to to uh, smoothen out that bumpy um, flex position with our running back. So you're actually already <laughs> ahead of us when it comes to thinking what we need to solve for. Um, but unfortunately, we got declined, I think, five five times this week, and we couldn't make anything happen. So uh, we're just going to ride out – yeah, we're just going to ride out week five, and uh, hopefully we can make it again. Uh, you know, p- pull something off by next week. Well, yeah, week five is another week, and uh, and you can get it. But yeah, it's it's important to, to look ahead in your in your rosters. I know you guys do that, but just you yeah. know, to the, to the listeners, you know, it's important to look ahead. And and you know, we people always say this on these on fantasy podcasts. Like, if you're four and zero, you're sitting pretty. But you guys have the perfect mindset. You know, listening to your podcast is refreshing because you guys are four and zero, and you're like more hungry now than you were coming into the season, which is the right mentality. You guys, you guys should have the like, go to go for the throat mentality right now, bulk up your roster. And if you have to lose a bigger name to get two other ones that are building or up and coming players or players who were hurt that you can get later, like, I don't know if you were somehow able to pull like Saquon or AJ green or somebody or Devonte who's hurt that can come back later. And you had to ship off three players and lose one game. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Then you're stacked for the playoffs. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. You're on fire. And I did that last year in the league of record. And I was, I went undefeated all the way through in easily the most competitive league that I play in with these guys for 10 years. Um, and it just happened to work out. Of course, fantasy football is a lot of luck, but a sure. lot of it had to do with packaging players, you know, and getting two for ones and three for ones all over the place. So yeah, that's a good mindset there. Uh, we'll jump into my mindset and then we'll talk a little bit of trade talk and uh, we'll get out of here. Um, Pelkey Pelkey. My opponent this week, he's got uh, Pat Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Michelle Landry. If he plays, he's still in the uh, concussion protocol, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, Cortland Sutton, who has been fucking on fire. Uh, props to him again. Emmanuel Sanders is the thirteenth PPR running uh, wide receiver, and Cortland Sutton's the um, or the thirteenth receiver is Cortland Sutton. The eleventh receiver is Emmanuel Sanders, and somehow Joe Flacco is their quarterback. But they're killing it in Denver. Jared Cook, Royce Freeman, uh, Jordan Howard coming off of three touchdowns. Um, Jaguars defense, and he still has Goskowski in. Uh, that news broke, you know, today. I'm sure maybe he's been working all day, or whatever. Hasn't seen it, but I'm sure he'll find a new kicker um, on the bench. He does have Alshon Jeffrey, Greg Olson. Um, and Muhammad Sanu, all three uh, decent options there. I would play Greg Olson over Jared Cook, and I don't want to, you know, put up a, a better lineup against me per se, but just uh, <laughs> just for future analysis, you know. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, I'd probably put in one of those flex positions as well. So interesting there. And then my roster this week, uh, Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, James White, uh, Watkins, Tyrell Williams, Ertz, Josh Gordon, Jay, uh, Jalen Samuels. I think I'm going to ride the train potentially. Uh, Niners defense and Robbie Gold is my kicker. Devontae Adams, of course, out on the bench. Matt Breida uh, might go in for Jalen Samuels. I haven't decided yet. And if Michael Gallup plays, I'm going to be playing Michael Gallup, but he is still questionable. I'm not 100% sure there. And then the other guys are uh, are backups for right now. Um, in your opinion, uh, because I always try to turn over the 49er analysis to <laughs> somebody not biased, um, coming off of a huge game last week, eight for eight and a touchdown through the air. Jalen Samuels threw a couple of passes. He may end up being the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh for all we know. <laughs> um, definitely a timeshare. Matt Breida, if Coleman comes back, he's one of four running backs potentially. Yeah. Uh, the Niners coming off of a bye. If it were you in a vacuum, uh, PPR league, would you be playing Matt Breida or Jalen Samuels as your second flex? 
Yeah, I'm playing Samuels. Uh, I, I like Brita. I'm not sure I like the matchup um, against Cleveland. I actually think it's going to be a passing game against Cleveland. I think Kittle's going to have a great uh, – I actually think Kittle's going to break his first 100-yard uh, yard game this year. Um, He's due for a couple of touchdowns, too. I know. I know, yeah. I, I just think – I just have a feeling that this is going to be the game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so you'll see a lot of a lot of air yards. So, I like Matt Breida on the bench. I actually think Jalen Samuels um, – will uh, we'll actually probably get the start depending on uh, – obviously depending on how Connor feels, but I, I think they're going to take it easy with him, with right. Connor. That is. Cool. I like that too. All right. Well, I'm going with Jalen Samuels, and uh, the only reason I wouldn't is if somehow Connor is 100% and it's against Baltimore, who is not the same defense they've been the last decade, but oh, uh, they're, they're still the Ravens. Um, sure. And I, I don't know that I would be comfortable with that, but holy shit, man. I mean, 16 targets out of the backfield last week uh, against the Bengals. Um, you know, I like the I like the Pittsburgh backfield for sure. So mm-hmm. that is the recap for week four and the preview for week five. Gone over all the standings already. And uh, before we get out of here, man, um, who are some, you know, we do an all-in check or fold segment here on the podcast. Basically, it's keep, trade, cut. I call it all-in check or fold because the first fantasy football league I, I've, I was ever in was about – uh, almost 12 years ago, and that is our league of record that we're still in. And um, it, it was based out of like kind of a group of poker buddies uh, who hung out all the time uh, for a weekly poker game, and we decided to do fantasy football, play softball, do all sorts of shit together as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we called it all in check or fold, all in, of course, as in you want to trade for that player. Check, kind of hanging out. You're not sure yet. You want to wait another game or two, catch an injury, see how the committee works out, whatever. And then folding clearly is to get rid of. So all in check or fold. Who are maybe a name or two in each category that you specifically or you guys have covered uh, on the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast? All right, yeah. So, uh, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to get the uh, the categorization correct here. Um, I'm gonna check on Winston uh, for as a QB spot. Um, he's obviously had a couple of great games, but again, not quite sure if it's uh, if it's the real deal or if it's some Fitz Magic stuff going on over there in, in Tampa. So, so just check on Winston. I like the way he's playing. I think you have to start him the way he has been playing, but you know, don't get too comfy. Like you found your QB one just yet. Um, you know, until you see more, uh, more evidence of, of that. Cause he, you know, he's obviously been um, historically spotty. So that's that. Um, I am going all in on Derrick Henry. Um, I know he's been kind of floating around the, the um, like the RB, like the, you know, overall RB 10 to like 12. Sometimes he hits eight in, in the rankings week to week. But he gets his left tackle, Taylor Luan, back all pro Huge. on the left side there. Massive. I can only – and he's been pretty good overall, Derrick Henry. So I can only see his stats going up. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to get him or get, you know, smoothing out that running back spot, I should be giving myself this advice. Go after Derrick Henry. Um, I think that – I think his situation gets better with Tennessee. I think overall the entire offensive line in Tennessee gets better. Um, maybe even look at Marcus Mariota as a uh, you know a late pickup if he's still available. Really quick, um, if I if I can jump in just for two seconds on Derrick Henry, I came into the season I was very vocal about how much I did not like Derrick Henry, um, and so much of that had to do with the it was the it was before Taylor Lewan got suspended. Sure. It was um, it was just the uncertainty of what they were going to do. I didn't count on the he doesn't do anything in the pass game blah blah blah. i thought that mattered more in ppr leagues it doesn't um he right now he's the uh, eighth running back in ppr leagues which is massive i did not see that coming and you're right one of the best left tackles in all of football returns from a suspension which is a big deal i'm mentioning that on purpose he wasn't hurt he was suspended 
so he's not coming off of injury. So that's a, that's a much bigger deal than, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, Tyron Smith in Dallas, who, who ended up with a rolled ankle. When he right. comes back, he's a little bit susceptible to injury again. Taylor Lewan right now is healthy, to my knowledge. So that only helps Derrick Henry out again. And don't count on my man, uh, Maracus Mariota, accidentally throwing three touchdowns again, uh, <laughs> probably any time this season. So right, I, like, right. I, lo- I love that call, actually, uh, Derrick Henry with the boost now. And fantasy football is all about – you know, trial and error and rechecking. And I am the first one to call myself out when I, when I blow it on a call. Um, and Derek Henry, Willie, I think I just missed on, I had the wrong uh, mentality coming in. I didn't draft him anywhere. And of course I'm kicking myself now, uh, but I really like that man. He is definitely on his way to be in a, a top 10 back the rest of the week for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah. And then obviously we talked about Kittle. I mean, you know, he went in top three uh, sort of ranked, tight end um you know not that i have to or we have to sort of get too deep on his talent or anything but you know he hasn't had the greatest season thus far but i do think um against cleveland he opens it up this week so i'm definitely all in on on kittle uh the other guy the other guy that i i can't i can't figure this out man is calvin ridley um i want to check i want to check on him um i read a a really good article out of a local newspaper in atlanta that seems to have the beat down there (laughs) They want to use him more. Of course, everyone says that. But then, you know, when they get punched in the mouth, it's like the game strip goes out the window. And so, they, you know, they stop feeding him the ball or, or they don't even start feeding him the ball. But, you know, Julio, uh, Julio Jones was saying a lot of great things about Calvin and, you know, how great of a player he is and, you know, don't sleep on him. And the coach was saying it and Matt Ryan was saying it. So I just think at some point, Calvin Ridley, I'm expecting him to just smoothen out the, the again, his volatility with his overall play. I'm going to check on him. I'm still very optimistic that they'll figure it out and he'll get back to where he needs to be. I mean, he had a great week one, so you know that his ceiling is very high. Um, but, yeah, so if you have him or are thinking to get a, you know, a wide receiver at low cost, I think Calvin Ridley could be a, a good, uh, you know, acquisition. Um, they're certainly not going to be running the ball at any anytime soon. They're, they're obviously a passing first offense. And as long as Matt Ryan can clean up his uh, interception situation, um, yeah, that could be a good, a good wide receiver to, to, uh, to acquire. I totally agree, and I'll jump in here on Calvin Ridley as well. I think that's another name that that uh, Lucas and I missed on yesterday's podcast. I'm glad we brought this up because everyone's got different opinions. And um, looking deeper into it, Calvin Ridley was 12, 12 receptions for 169 yards and two touchdowns over his first two games against Minnesota and Philadelphia. His last two games, four catches for 38 yards and no touchdowns. Just went to sleep. <laughs> went to sleep. Now, Julio, Julio Jones is Julio Jones. But right. you're right. With Keanu Neal being out for the season as the safety for the Falcons, they are going to get shredded every single week, just like they did last year. And um, we saw Calvin Ridley score 10 touchdowns, and Julio Jones didn't have any through the first half of the season. Julio is scoring those touchdowns now, finally. But yeah. I actually like Calvin Ridley's schedule coming up at Houston, at Arizona. Uh, the Rams are susceptible, as we saw. Jameis Winston ate him alive. Seattle is not as scary as they used to be. A bye week. Then Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, 49ers, and Jacksonville, but not until the very end of the season. And Jalen Ramsey probably won't even be on the team at that point. Um, I, dude, if you're – he wasn't a target for me because I usually draft wide receiver heavy. That's just how I do my leagues. And right. he wasn't a target where he was getting drafted. But right now, I think he is – if you're looking for, like, you know, uh, uh, I think you could buy him at a third receiver price or a flex. Yes. He was drafted as, an, as a wide receiver, too. And if he turns it around, he's easily wide receiver, two with wide receiver, one upside. 
And if Julio were to get hurt, which he's had foot problems over his career, um, Calvin Ridley is the bona fide number one. So I think that's a great, great buy low call that we just overlooked last podcast, honestly. Um, And so I appreciate you bringing that up. But Calvin Ridley is a great one now because he's been so rough the last couple of weeks, definitely temper your expectations. I'm not saying he's going to blow up automatically, but Houston, this should be a shootout, dude. Julio and New Hopkins on the same game. This should be a fucking massive, massive game for everybody involved. And then he gets to Arizona the next week. So the next two weeks should be huge. And I think you might lose your opportunity to buy low on Calvin Ridley, but I think that's a great, great buy low candidate there. Cool. Yeah. And just one more point on that as well. Uh, Houston right now, at least, you know, is ranked 10th worst against uh, wide receivers. So, you know giddy up yep go get them all right brother well i appreciate you man we're just doing a quick one today yo we're just uh jumping in i I appreciate you you fitting it in in the schedule let's try to get it done the next couple of weeks here uh and we recap uh tck pod listener league and uh we preview the following week hey before we get out of here man i uh i rep you guys all the time on this podcast i know you guys rep us on your podcast the love is mutual and reciprocated i appreciate it before we get out of here please tell my people where they can find you and we will get gone yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, go check us out at the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple, iTunes, um, or the you know, the podcast app. Also on Google Play and Podbean. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at the Commish FFP or on Instagram at the Commish FFP. Um, yeah, we break down the TCK pod and, you know, go in through our home league and all, you know, just basically the bullshit that goes along with fantasy football. So, it's always fun. Real quick, bro, who you got tonight? Rams um, on the road in Seattle. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I like Seattle to pull it off. I like Seattle at home as well. I appreciate you, bro. Let's do it again soon. All right. Sounds good, Sky. Take care, bud. Later. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to send us an email at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure you also check out our website, tckpod.com, for my weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. If you've gained any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review on the podcast. Make sure you give a subscribe as well and like and follow us on social media too. We much appreciate it. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much to Chris Benavides and the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast boys and brothers for being a part of this league and being a part of this podcast. We appreciate y'all. But until next time, for Chris Benavides, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.